Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, in the immortal words of. Well, really, nobody. Um, here we go again. It's 7.09, nine minutes after the hour. Watchdog Morning Show underway. It is a Thursday. We're working our way through the week. Hopefully, you're having a good week. We've had a good one here inside things. We Hopefully, that you've had a good time with us over the course of the mornings. The swing and soiree begins for the next three hours as we engage in information, conversation, controversy, a little bit of fun. You're always welcome to join us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. 304-214-1600 or the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line at 304-232-8255. Looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day today. We're going to see uh, probably a mixture of sun and clouds, but more sun later in the day. Daytime high going to be pushing around 70, not over it, but maybe up to 70 today, uh, down to 48 tonight and tomorrow pretty much the same as today. Right now, 51 Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 at the Highlands, 42 in Elm Grove, my backyard, still the coldest spot in the area. I just got to figure that out. 46 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Does it feel 46 to you, pal? It didn't feel that cold this morning. I I thought it was uh, pretty mild uh, this morning, and uh, I don't know, maybe my thermometer's uh, wrong. I didn't think it got that cold last night, Howard. Uh, you know, I think, I, I think part of it probably is we're just getting used to it now. Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I'm married yet, but maybe. Well, getting. I say We haven't gotten, but we're getting used to it. But, uh, yeah, it didn't seem quite that cool. Again, uh, 42 is what uh, the weather station in my backyard says. It certainly didn't seem like 42 when I went out of the house. That same person you quoted a little bit ago, uh, Howard, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Seven <laughs> Eleven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Got stuff to get into today. Moundsville's manager and the mayor are in the regular Moundsville and the mayor. I get together talking business development, public transit, other issues in the friendly city. Rick Healy and Sarah Woodshaw will be here in the next hour of the show. A new study, think about this, Bob, is going to come up in a minute. A new study has identified the one place in this country that is the great social equalizer that brings the rich and the poor together. It is interesting, and when I think about it, it makes sense. I'll tell you about what it is and see if you agree, and Bob and I can kick that around. Gubernatorial candidates in West Virginia filed their campaign finance reports, and a couple of them just went sniping at each other. Um, that'll be kind of fun just to talk about. The uh, U.S. House Republican Caucus picked their choice for speaker. However, Stephen Scalise may not necessarily end up being the speaker. They're probably going to go through one of these things like they did getting Kevin McCarthy in there with uh, multiple votes and everybody voting for somebody different along the way. Uh, the House seems to – the GOP caucus got someone selected. That's the good news. But I think things are going to still be in a bit of a mess. Despite his large and growing personal finance problems, we told you the tail end of the show yesterday, <clears throat> new survey shows Governor Justice's popularity remains astonishingly high. And I have a new report that indicates maybe why people are feeling good about the governor, even though he's got these financial problems. So that's what we've got, plus slider on sports, Tony Caridi, the Mountaineer Report, Adam Fike Weather, and Taylor Long in the WTRF TV7 Ohio Valley Newsroom. All of that coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, you are here, pal, and I am here. 
which I assume neither one of us won the Powerball ticket. No, some uh, lucky uh, dog <clears throat> in California, Howard. One, one and three quarter billion dollars. Yeah, one and three quarter. Billion. I, again, I don't really want it. Uh, Seven hundred and fifty million for the lump sum, which is what most people take. Even seven hundred fifty million, you know, what do you do with it? We've talked about it before. Do we play? The Monroe family plays. Nancy makes a point of getting tickets every uh, Powerball day, every Mega Millions day. I think it's just something to do, you know. But I don't know. I'm, I've said many times, I truly don't know what what I would do if 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 we won. I th- I think they need to. It's time to revamp the Powerball. <clears throat> I think it's lost its luster. I don't think the big jackpots are are working like they thought it would, Howard. Uh, maybe multiple winners, maybe a I, I don't know. Don't you think it's time to, to, to jazz it up it's a little a great bit? Po- it's, a, it's a really good point because I do. Th- I think the belief is that the bigger and bigger the jackpot gets, the more people will buy tickets. And I, I don't know if that's factually true or not. I have not seen numbers about it. But I think the big jackpots are becoming so frequent. Just like, eh, you know. Maybe they could do like uh, the stock market when it get, split it, split it off where you have it's so big we have two winners or or, 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 or like a force out something, something. I think there would be, yeah I like that idea. After it gets to be a certain number, whatever that is, let's say half a million, then suddenly we give two drawings so they get two tickets, and after it's a, a billion, you split it into five. I, I think probably it would be you get more people buying. If they thought they had a greater chance of a share of the money, as opposed to being the one and only guy to get the money, and because okay. we all know the numbers, we're not going to win the you know if it's just one person. And maybe I'm ruining it, but <clears throat> but okay, we have 50 states. I don't know. Does every every state participate no, in the Powerball? Okay, of, so most of them. let's say 40. You have all that money. Couldn't you design it somewhere, Howard? Where Someone in, in each state at least won a million, which is peanuts compared like uh, compete, compared to the jackpot. But just like have an off drawing for I, somebody I, in every where you get a piece. You are you are, man? Did you, would you did you take some smart smart pills, pills Howard? Last smart night? pills. I mean, you, you, did you get extra sleep last night or something? I'm off the Pepsi. My brain is uh, actually working now. <laughs> You're not. Uh, your brain isn't saying, "Get me Pepsi." All that syrup. Uh, no, I'm I'm feeling good. Howard. Because actually, all of those are great ideas. Make sure that every state has a reasonably big winner like a million dollars every state and set up so that first of all the whole jackpot's got to get up to a certain number and then when it gets that number every state will get its own individual winner right and then the higher it gets the more people get to share in the jackpot now that, I, maybe that kind I, you of know, money, I could you be wrong there, the people out there may just want to win the, win the big one but most of us know you ain't never going to win the big one yeah that's that's what i'm saying it seems like it's always california or florida well, I know it's never. Never, West Virginia. Never wheeling, I know <laughs> yeah, that. It's never wheeling. In case you want to check your numbers, uh, you might have got a couple of numbers. We have not had, I did not check numbers last night because I was sleeping. Um, in the last three weeks, again, we, we buy a ticket every week. We have not had one single number. Not a single number. Not one single number. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do, Howard. I, I know. It, it's just kindling. That's, that's all it is. It's like if I don't have matches in the house because nobody smokes, but I'm going to tell you, I'll just strike a match and you know blow it up. Uh, the numbers, in case you want to check them, 22, 24, 40, 52, 64, and the red power ball was 10. The power play was 2. One ticket had all the numbers. Fraser Park, California. And so somebody will get, get that. Florida had at least one ticket on Monday that matched 5. 
and got the power play number, so that ended up with $2 million. See, I, I think, again, I, I think you're absolutely right, Bob. If they had a way that every every state got – you felt like, okay, I, I'm, maybe I can get something here in West Virginia or in Ohio or in wherever. And that much money, even if you took $40 million out, a million for every state participating, that's not going to hurt that jackpot at all. No, and they, they, they know how to figure that out, you know. Again, you got to wait till it hits a certain dollar figure, you, so it doesn't diminish their proceeds. But yeah, and you just split it up in some ways. I, I, I just think we've had too many of these really big ones. You know, we've had a billion, two billion, or almost two billion here. This is the third biggest jackpot of all time, but we've had the second biggest. I think was last time. I, I just think it becomes, yeah, it's just a big power. You know, it used to be, wow, the jackpot's up there. I don't think it is like that anymore. Yeah, they lost me, but maybe I'm unusual when it comes to Powerball tickets, Howard. Speaking of money, uh, apparently we've raised, we being the country, has raised over a quarter of a million dollars for Mary Lou Retton. No surprise, really. I I, I, I thought that when West Virginia's realized, uh, you know, how, how really sick she is, uh, I, I, I thought that would happen, and probably more today, Howard. What surprises me is that if you look at some of the national coverage, not West Virginia coverage, but national coverage, they are acting startled. Oh, my God. So many people contributed to, to Mary Lou Retton. Do they not understand how what a, what a big, important figure she was in American gymnastic history? That gigantic smile, the, 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 uh, the attitude she represented at the time. She became uh, American sweetheart, but she was our sweetheart. Exactly. And I, I don't know where the money came from, but I'm sure a lot of that quarter of a million came from West Virginia. But what's been surprising to me is simply that uh, uh, on the national news, ABC covers it almost every hour. Uh, how many people? Oh, my heavens. We can't believe that she's gotten so much money. We didn't even. Oh, in fact, who is this speaking here? Let me look. At, uh, one of Retton's own daughters said yesterday, we didn't realize there were so many people out there that love her. And I guess she has kind of faded away. You know, she hasn't been doing Moved to lot, Texas. Doing a lot lately. But um so far, according to uh, the fundraising folks, more than a quarter of a million dollars raised for Mary Lou Retton. Uh, another one of her daughters said she's still fighting. It's going to be a day-to-day process. We hope you guys will re- respect her boundaries. We want to keep the details between her and the family right now. I, I will certainly do that, although i got to say, it, I raise my eyebrow and say, I wonder what's going on if it's, you know, they say she's got a rare form of pneumonia. Okay, I'm okay at that, of the period on that. But then when you say, don't ask any more, I, I want to ask more. Some of the stories that I, on my Yahoo, that I usually go to, I, I didn't really get into it because I, I thought it was kind of yucky, Howard. It was, they did get into their personal life. You know, is she divorced? You know, what's going on here? Uh, who has the kids? Uh, is, she, is she pretty much uh, in poverty because she doesn't have insurance? I never really thought that, but I thought it was unusual that, that she's uninsured. Well, and I, I guess I do therefore assume that she's probably not as wealthy as one would expect her to be after all this, which, I mean, there's all, well, yeah, which leads to speculation where the money go. Um, she's not her second husband, am I right? I'm not sure. I didn't even really re- get into that. I, I thought she was divorced, but maybe that was just the one story I read. Um, she moved back to Fairmont in 2000. I'm reading from um, Brad's article in Metro News. Um, she moved back to Fairmont in 2009 when her then-husband, Shannon Kelly, was hired as director at Fairmont State Athletic Association. 
Um, the family moved back to Houston in 2012. And then it, it doesn't say what happened, but he was called her then husband. So clearly they're not married anymore. I believe she is divorced from Mr. Kelly, but I don't know what her marital status I is. Don't, I don't know either. Anyway. I, I saw another story that had her wealth valued at, uh, you know, millions. Well, you would think. But why didn't she get, I don't know, maybe she was so healthy she didn't think she needed insurance. I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. 721, 21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, I want to take a break. When we come back, what is the one big unifier in America? What can put the very rich and the relatively poor together in a setting where we don't seem to really be bothered by the fact that they're the richies and we're the poories. Um, it's interesting. I never would have thought about it. You should know it. I do know it after reading about it. We'll talk about it coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. Thursday's Hotline will be a short one-hour show. Brian Dunning from the popular podcast Skeptoid will be on for an extended conversation about UFOs, plus more WVU at Houston pregame coverage as we get ready for the Thursday night matchup. Don't miss the next Hotline. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. suit looking for a good book searching for a unique gift the ohio valley's premier shopping choice is the highlands find jewelry hot new tech arts and crafts over two dozen stores to visit from walmart and target to cabela's menards kohl's and old navy plan a day out of shopping dining and entertainment at the highlands at the top of the hill off i-70 see it all online at hitthehighlands.com Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Country music, bumper music every Thursday here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, 51 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 to the Highlands, 42 in Elm Grove and 46 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Join us if you want to, 304-214-1600 under the text line, 304-232-8255 is the phone line, and either of those work just fine, and we're happy to hear from you. They are the Frio Stack auction service lines, and we would like to hear from you. Bob, it was a few weeks ago we talked about one of the great unifiers 
maybe when we were younger, was your neighborhood. In a, in your neighborhoods often had lawyers and doctors, firemen, coal miners, probably even a few people on uh, assisted living. The neighborhoods were a combination of all different kinds of people. And then slowly but surely along the way, everybody began to kind of move into their own neighborhoods. You had the upper-class neighborhoods, the lower-class neighborhoods, the middle-class neighborhoods. And I think to a large extent that's part of what is our problem in society is that we, we don't mingle as much as we used to. But I came across a new study uh, that was done recently called Rubbing Shoulders. And they came up with one place, one place where the U's and I's of the world rub shoulders with the bigwigs on a relatively regular basis. Want to take a guess at what it is? Well, I don't think I'm right. I've always had the opinion that when people go to a sporting events, uh, you, you, you put all that aside. Now, that was when I was younger. Now you have the richy rich sections that yeah. you know somebody's sitting there, unless they got those tickets from somebody, are a lot well off than you. But, Howard, I always thought it was like a football game, a hockey game. That's just a schmo, the same as me. Don't give me your wealth, buddy, because I don't really care. That's a good point. That's actually good. That is not what this study showed, but that's actually an extremely good answer. You know, you get to a football game, or baseball might even be more eclectic. Uh, you just, you know, other than the people that are up there in the, the well, not the penthouses, what's the word I'm looking for? The clubhouses, you know, or up there behind glass doors and so on. Other than those folks, um, it, it's a real eclectic place. So that's, that's a good place. But the answer, uh, according to the study, they did it. They did, it's a large-scale study tracking uh, people across the country, and they found that in the country... In general, high-income and low-income groups are isolated. We know that. You don't generally mix with people not of your kind. It's just just the way it is. I don't think it's – we're not being bad or mean or evil. It, you know, it's Not that we don't like rich people. It's just we don't get a chance to, to, to get together with them. They say the one place we come together, Bob, the place that you and I frequently go. Bars, taverns. Restaurants. R restaurants. R restaurants. Which is, a, which is a really good point. Uh, in particular, they say it's chain restaurants, although it's true, I think, of, in, of local ones as well. Chain restaurants represent potential places that have the potential to break class barriers. Um, according to the study, the places where people from high-income and low-income neighborhoods are the least likely to mix are parks, churches, ph pharmacies, and schools. We don't mix there. Where we do mix are at full-service sit-down restaurant chains because they've got large menus. You know, for they got special deals all the time. Um, and it's true, other than folks who maybe are going to go to the country club, you know. I mean, there are folks who want to just they want to go, to go to the country club. But in general, you want to go eat, you go eat, right? And you, you don't look to see if the hoi polloi is going to be there or get... And when you and I go to Generations, who do we see when we're there? Who do we often, you know, we see, we speak to lawyers. I see doctors occasionally. We see working men and women, policemen, firemen, we, we see them... And we see just, you know, and we see old folks, young folks, the restaurant is the mix, is the melting pot anymore. It is, but do you judge? I mean, look, I usually have a sweatshirt on, shorts, maybe jeans, and usually a ball cap. You, you can't tell by sizing someone up, Howard, saying, man, okay, that's that. I can tell just by the his watch and the way he's dressed, this guy is, uh, is, is. Pretty wealthy, pretty well. Oh, do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it means that I don't think it means that we don't recognize that there are people of different status there, 
but it's just that we all mingle together. Yeah, but see, I think, again, maybe your experiences are different. I think that guy is going to be just as stuffy there in the restaurant. Uh, but I, there was just something about ball games, And I had a, a text here, too. Their answer was church. Uh, but, again, I, I think people – some I don't go to church. But when I did and, and what my vision is, there's people there that you know that have a lot more than you. By the way, they just uh, – their appearance – so I would always feel that. But at ball games, he's got a Steeler sweatshirt on. I got a Steeler sweatshirt on. He's got a toboggan. I can't tell if this guy's a multimillionaire or not. But, again, the seating now, you get a pretty good idea, the face value of your ticket. Because of well, – because of – Again, the the clubhouse seating or the it's not like the old days, Howard. Yeah, yeah. general mission. Everybody crammed in there together. Everybody just gets into the same spot. Uh, this study that I'm talking about said that among the places where we do not mingle the most are churches. And by the way, speaking as one who works with churches, I don't. I believe the study. I believe it's not a place where people mingle, and I think that's a sad thing. You have the richer churches. I don't call them richer, but, you know, you have the more elite churches and you have the poor people's churches. You even see that, I'm going to say the Catholic Church, I'm bringing that up only because the Catholic Church has multiple churches inside a parish. You usually see there's there's a church in that parish where, I, I'm, I'm being overly stereotypical, but where the doctors and lawyers go or the businessmen go, and then there's usually a different church in the parish where the firemen and the policemen go. So I, the, the, and this, this study said churches are among the places where we segregate the least, uh, or we, where, we, where we segregate the most. Parks, churches, pharmacies, and schools. And I get that. You know, in schools, if uh, you know, people send their kids to better schools, if they think they can. When you said where you and I go, I, I thought you were talking about tavern. And I thought, okay, yeah. I could see that. But usually during the course of the evening, it's going to get around to, hey, buddy, what do you do for a living? Or, you know, what, what are you doing in here tonight? Or something like that. Yeah, but usually in a tavern um, or, or, or a restaurant, if you're, if you're at a restaurant where you're close to – tables are close or if you're at a restaurant where uh, lunchtime people are eating around the bar, yeah, the guy may have a coat and tie and you and I have, you know – t-shirts and jeans on um but we tend to talk you tend to talk you, you do tend to and, and but now to your point oftentimes what you talk about is sports yeah sure that, yeah. and i had another flashback howard it's not there anymore but it was another uh you know like a, th- a long weekend of you and me I, I have no idea what your wealth is i have no idea what you do for a living and frankly i don't care and that was jamborina hills People would just would flock there and seem like they didn't care about anything else but having a good time and listening to country music, kind of like we're doing today, Howard. Well, that's a good point. And you know, maybe, maybe part of what um, of what this is saying is that it, it has a lot to do with our dress. Where and you're at a ball game. All right, do they still have businessman special? You know, there may they be. Used to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there may be a guy that comes from the office with a with a tie on, but generally speaking. Everybody is dressed pretty much the same at any sporting event, right? Pretty much. Now you'll have the hotty toddies, yeah, that come in there want to, you know, show everybody how much they have. Yeah, but but, but but the old. You're right, Howard. I can remember the old days, and it really started when Mary Lemieux came. 
there was a big shift on the fans, what the fans looked like. You had the beautiful people started to come in, but the true blue fans, you know what the first thing they did? They took that tie off, Howard. They, they, yeah, right. they took it off because that that they were a fan then, right. and, and that, all that other stuff didn't matter. Right. And Jim um, yeah, in the Hills, you mentioned, well, frankly, most people didn't wear much clothes at all. Not too much. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it, you really, there was no way. You couldn't tell the cast that you were at. C-S-T-E, the cast, the social level that you're at, by your club, because everybody was just there drinking beer, quite frankly. Sir, I notice you uh, have great poupon on your hot dog. <laughs> yes, I have great poupon. You, uh, you will notice I don't wear a cowboy hat. I have a fedora today. Shipping, uh, sipping champagne. You know, you don't very seldom, never, very seldom saw anybody with a fedora, right? They, were, they had the cowboy hat on. So that's um, it's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, I, your this is done by study. This that I have here is done by they did you know sociological research. The um, who is this did this um, the title the title of the study is called "Rubbing Shoulders." Economist Maxim Maxinoff at the Naval Postgraduate School in California and sociologist Nathan Wilmers at MIT did the study. So this is a scientific study, but I think you make a almost better point. I, I would agree. I would agree that at restaurants, all classes tend to mingle. And they and they point out it's usually at a chain restaurant. Applebee's is the one they talk about a lot. You go to an Applebee's, yeah, you see guys in ties, see guys in jeans. Yeah, it's a pretty and, good mix. And nobody seems to get too bothered bothered by that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here's what I think the answer is. In order, because we live, one of the biggest problems we have in America right now is our divided society. We all should go out and eat more. <laughs> That's your answer. All right. <laughs> I think that is. And mingle a little bit. Go out and mingle. Say hi to your neighbor there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember when Dave McKinley was in Congress and Democrats, Republicans were fighting and even the Republicans fighting among themselves, and he tried to get regular baseball game outings. He tried to get all of his friends, I should say friends, colleagues to go together to a baseball game. He said, you know what, when we get to a baseball game, we're not fighting the way we do. When, when I'm with Congressman Schmedley on the other side of the aisle, and he and I are in the, you know, the well of the house, and we're, you are, the gentleman from Florida is a jerk. But when I get with Congressman Schmedley at a ball game, I just say, hey, you want to get a couple beers? And I, I thought it was David tried to do that and did do that a couple times. Uh, put people in the right kind of settings. And some of those barriers fall away. That's a great point, Howard. And certainly baseball does it for me. And again, I don't know why I'm thinking, as you brought the, the sporting up, uh, sports up, I don't know why I'm thinking baseball may be the most eclectic of those. I'm not sure why. Uh, You're thinking most, of your youth, Howard. Well, I, you know, and yeah, I think of baseball as the way I remember it being, which is not the way it is today. Too. Well, let me ask you this, Howard. Do you know anybody that is 98 years old? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I know I do, and he's, spe- he's uh, celebrating a birthday uh, today, and his name is Jim Frio Sr., and uh, he is— uh, Is that Jimmy's dad? It is, and he's a great guy, and if you're out there listening, if you need a ride or anything, call him because he still drives around, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. He'll come pick you up. He'll take you where you want to go. He's a, he's a great guy, 
and he's 98, Howard. Wow. And he's a World War II veteran. And there's just not many of those guys around. You know, the things that, that he's witnessed as a young man and, and lived to be 98. So happy birthday, Mr. Frio. I hope you're listening out there. I'm going to sing a song to him here in a minute. But before I do that, I want to make a point about him being a World War II veteran. First of all, as always, thank you for your service. But to anybody who knows him, sees him, we need, to, we need to converse with the veterans who are still around, save those memories, learn the things from them, because sadly, they're 98, right? And you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of history is there and gets lost if we don't talk to people of that, of that generation. He's a West Virginia boy. He grew up in uh, Fallensby, raised his family on Wheeling Island, Howard, and uh, 98. So, man, gives he, us hope, you and I, Howard. And even raised Jimmy. He did. He, he raised Jim. <laughs> And Rick had two sons and, again, uh, worked in the mill his whole life. Hard worker. Just a great guy. Great guy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jim Frio Sr. Happy birthday to you. And many more. And many more. 737, 23 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike in a handful of minutes. Uh, coming up after 8 o'clock, we'll talk with the manager and the mayor from Moundsville, our regular visit with uh, Rick Healy and Sarah Woodshaw. Right now, Ohio Valley headlines. Here's Taylor Long. Good Wednesday evening. I'm Stephen Moore with your 7 News headlines for October 11th. Jury selection is officially underway for the trial of Garson Taylor. He's being charged with wanton endangerment, strangulation, domestic battery, fleeing in a vehicle, and obstruction of an officer. According to police chief Frank Longwell, Taylor's wife was found with a bloody face and choke marks on her neck. When approached by police, Taylor reportedly drove off, led them on a chase, then pulled off and pulled a pistol to his head, leading to a 60-minute standoff. Garson was the Benwood fire chief at the time. You can visit WTRF.com for more details. Looking around the world now, unrest continues in the Middle East. Israel and Hamas continue to be locked in a bitter battle. Today we learn that at least 22 Americans have been killed so far in the conflict. More than 1,000 people on each side have been killed in the last five days. Earlier today, President Joe Biden once again pledged full U.S. support to Israel. You can visit WTRF.com for more details. And check this out. Thousands of people have come out to support 1984 Olympic gymnast and Fairmont, West Virginia native Mary Lou Retton as she is in intensive care. Retton's daughter, McKenna Kelly, said in a spot fund on Tuesday that the gold medalist was fighting for her life due to a rare form of pneumonia. As of noon on Wednesday, that crowdfund has raised more than $245,000 and is climbing, almost 250% of the fund's original goal of $50,000. And that was a look at your headlines. Have a great Wednesday night. Did I? Uh, did she have laryngitis? I don't know. I mean, Taylor. Sure that was her. T- Taylor. That, that didn't. Boy, oh boy, she must have laryngitis, or or she's got something wrong. I, I hope it's not too serious, because boy, that sure didn't sound like Taylor, did it? Well, we'll check with. Uh... We'll check, check, check with Adam and see uh, if everything is all right. Are we going to continue our uh, break yeah, here? Let's continue our break uh, here. Now, I just was concerned about uh, Taylor. It didn't sound right. That's we'll all. check on that.
Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Look, just in case anybody wonders, um, that minor mistake with the uh, TV7 News was mine. All right? I don't want anyone to think it was Taylor's. Uh, it was mine. I, I, I thought I pushed the right button, and I pushed the wrong button to put, uh, the system, put it into the system. So it wasn't Bob. wasn't Taylor. I'm raising my hand. It was me. I take, I take responsibility. Howard what, did it. What that is, by the way, as a reminder, though, that was from last night. Stephen Moore has Ohio Valley headlines every afternoon live from WTRF TV 7 in the um, uh, hotline program with uh, Dave Weekly from 3 to 5 o'clock. So um, if you, that's, a, you get, that's a little preview of what the kind of thing you'll get in the afternoon. Be aware of that. 742, 18 to the hour, I think, as... I hope this is Adam Fike, right? This isn't somebody. It's Adam. It's somebody in, I called for Taylor Long. I got uh, Stephen Moore. This is this is Adam Fike, right? Adam, hello. Good morning. Are you sure it's me, Howard? Or is oh no, my God! I think it's Zach Petty. <laughs> How are you this morning, sir? Well, I'm good. You you just I don't want to say you not nerves not the right word. You gave me you reminded me of a story when I was first filling in for Zach when Aaron was still here. It was the first time I'd anchored with Taylor. She couldn't pronounce my last name, so she's like, let's send it over to weather with meteorologist Adam. Adam. <laughs> Adam, Adam. <laughs> Did you have to take her aside afterwards and go, let me explain this, how to pronounce this to you? No, I learned very quickly to not correct her. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, all right, okay. Well, Adam Fike, I can say it. Uh, Adam Fike, um, what are we looking forward to today? Is It's going to be a pretty nice day, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be a pretty nice day. Yeah, this morning's a bit gloomy, but good news. Anything that we've seen in the way of rain activity, which for most of us isn't anything, that wraps up at this point. So we're just going to slowly clear throughout the morning. So still holding on to clouds. Might see pockets of sunshine here and there. By the time we get to the afternoon, though, expect plenty of sunshine and our temperatures back into the 70s. So, yeah, we're, we're hitting, going to hit around 70 or maybe lightly into the 70s today. Is that right? Yep. A few spots like in Jefferson or Harrison County North might only get stuck at 68, 69. But most of us should between that. We should be between that 69 and 73 degrees this afternoon. And uh, tomorrow, pretty much like today, I guess, right? Tomorrow, I would say it's a little bit better. Temperatures are a few degrees warmer, everyone between 70, 75, mainly clear skies throughout the day. So if you're going to get outside, Bob, if you need to cut the grass or rake leaves, today and tomorrow are the days to do those. 
I think he's hoping he never has to do that again this year. Yeah, I cut it short already this week or last week, Adam. So I, I got my fingers crossed. There you go. And that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, as we move through the week, uh, and that, but but we get into the weekend, uh, further into the weekend, looks like rain is coming, right? Yeah, unfortunately, weekend not looking the best, but you know what, Howard? People, I know people complain when it rains, but you know what? It just gives me excuse to not do anything. There you go. I like that. Blue, <laughs> rainy. I can just sit inside, make grilled cheese, soup, watch movies, play oh, games. Give me excuse not to do anything. Yeah, man, no, it's a it's too good a day to do that today. But that that that's sit inside, maybe even put the fireplace on, wrap myself up in a blanket, and oh, grilled cheese and um, and soup. Yes, 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 Adam. Yes. Ooh, got me all excited about that. That sounds like that sounds good. Well, so we'll have a chance for that this weekend, uh, at least on well, I guess both Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah, both days. Both days. Saturday is going to be, I would say, more so a washout day. Good chance we could see a half an inch to an inch rain on Saturday. Okay. That's thanks to scattered showers pretty much on and off throughout the day. So you will see rain at some point. There will be times that it's slight. There's going to be times that it's moderate. There's going to be times that it's heavy. Don't plan on doing anything outside on Saturday. Temperatures will be in the low, mid to low 60s. Sunday, though. It's one of those, you'll see rain at some point. It's just not everyone sees rain at one time on Sunday. Okay. That's more of those spotty showers, but temperatures do drop into the 50s. And then uh, going into the beginning of next week, uh, at least some of the rain will linger on for a while, yes? Yeah, I would say Monday and Tuesday is like what we saw this past weekend. It was mainly cloudy. We saw some pockets of sunshine, but any extended periods of sunshine could allow for a few pop-up showers. But both days temperature should be in that mid to low 50 range. All right. Uh, 51 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 47 at the Highlands. 42. It's, I don't know why. i got to check the weather station in my backyard. I actually have one back there. But it, it's the last few days, it's been particularly cool here in the mornings. 42 degrees in Elm Grove and 46 here at uh, the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. But um, are we going to move up rapidly, do you think? We're going close to 70, but will we start moving up fairly quickly here, or are we going to lay, stay in these 40s and 50s for a while? We're going to warm, I would say, pretty quickly. By 11, we'll be right about 60 lunchtime. So let's call that noon to 2. We'll be in the upper 60s trying to push 70s, So likely between 2 and 5 will actually be in the 70s. Adam, we were talking about Powerball. Powerball, one person won the one and three quarter million dollar jack, a billion dollar jackpot uh, last night out in California. Do you play the, the the Powerball or Mega Million? I do not. No uh, particular reason. I just don't waste my money. I'm very particular about saving. What? Okay. Well, so you don't, and and, and that's that's wise. The truth of the matter is, no matter how they adjusted or modified. It, most of us will never win more than, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks if we're lucky. Uh, we were t- Bob and I were talking, though, about how could – it seems like the interest in these big jackpots isn't what it used to be. I mean, one and three-quarter billion dollars, huge amount of money. But I don't hear people talking about it the way I used to when those jackpots got up there. We we're trying to figure out are there ways that the lottery uh, commissions across the country could – could change this a little bit to make it more interesting or exciting for people. Now, so you're not going to be a good person to talk to then, because if you just plain don't buy them, <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you just don't buy them because, you know, you recognize you're not going to win and you want to save your money, then that's that's fine. Uh, we were just trying to figure out ways to get people to 
to motivate people to get more excited about the, the drawings the way they used to be. I thought Bob had a great idea, which is we have the one big jackpot. In this case, it was one and three-quarter billion dollars, and you divide that up, however you divide that up. But what if every state that was involved had their own guaranteed, say, million dollars? So that because what what happens now? Some some yabaloni out in California gets one three quarter billion dollars, and the rest of America is like you know we're we're out of luck. Uh, what if every state had at least a shot at a at a million or I don't know five hundred thousand or something? I think that might motivate people maybe to buy the tickets. So you get a guaranteed state prize to somebody, then you get the big prize you can be part of. I don't know. We're just trying to figure out how to get people more more excited. But I don't think we're gonna get you excited. We're not gonna get you excited about it. So. I mean, how is that actually not a bad idea? That's literally what I was thinking, but kind of break it down a little bit more. Because if it's just everyone in the country, your odds statistically are extremely low. Right, right. I mean, look. Like here in Ohio County, you could win $1,000 here in Ohio County. And then West Virginia, you could win a couple thousand, like ten to 100000 Yeah. And then go up to the country, have those bigger prizes. So yeah, if, have more little prizes to get people like, oh, I just, I actually won. There's a chance. Yeah, have it, have it so that, you know, across the country, wherever you are, you've got a shot at a prize of some significance. Mm-hmm. Now, you want the big prize, that's going to be a single drawing, you know, like this one, one person in California wins it. But if one person in California had won the one and three-quarter billion, like they have, uh, but across the country, here in West Virginia, for example, if uh, there was a guaranteed million-dollar winner out of that, um, I, th- I think that would motivate people to play more. Once again, Slider had that idea. Listen, we need to talk to Bob. He's taken smart pills of some kind today. <laughs> he has been throwing out ideas that are really, really great and smart and, and clever. So uh, uh, we got to find out what pills he's taking because because I need some smart pills. I got to tell you. All he's right, just Adam, taking after me, Howard. <laughs> oh, there you go, Adam. I appreciate your call as always. I do, my friend, and your forecast. We will do it again tomorrow to put the wraps on the week. Talk to you, Dem. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Ten till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. See, he agrees with you too. That I, I, you, I mean, I mean, you, you're just. I'm gonna t- let's take a break. Do you have more ideas? Do you have any more? Should we just make this a Bob Idea Day? Because you, your ideas have been today. Good. I'll see what I can do at the break. All right, work on something else. I want a, a slider idea coming up next. 7.50, 10 till the hour. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. 
Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit OmniPerforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. I think I hear the manager of the mayor out there. Getting ready to come on. The manager and the mayor next hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Wheeling's, uh, not Wheeling, uh, Moundsville's mayor, uh, Sarah Wood, and also uh, Moundsville's manager, Rick Healy, together here in the studio. We did this, uh, what, about six weeks ago or so, Bob, and I thought it was a really neat thing to put two of them together and just talk about all the stuff going on in the mound town. So uh, thought I'd invite them back, and I did. They'll be here with us in the next hour of the show. It's six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Time for Slider on Sports. Major League Baseball's postseason continued yesterday. The Houston Astros advance. They beat the Minnesota Twins 3-2. to The Arizona Diamondbacks shocked the Los Angeles Dodgers, sweeping them, and they win 4-2. The Philadelphia Phillies hammer the Atlanta Braves also 10 to 2. If you scored two runs yesterday, you were guaranteed you were going to get beat, taking two games to one lead in their best three out of five series. Tonight, game four in Philadelphia, starting pitcher Spencer Strider for the Braves and Ranger Suarez. He gets the start for Philadelphia. First pitch, 8.07. The NFL Thursday night football game tonight. Tonight's matchup. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by 10.5 points. 8.15 is the kickoff. College football, big game tonight for the West Virginia Mountaineers. They travel to Texas and take on the Houston Cougars and their former coach, Dana Holgerson. You can catch all the action right here I'm on sorry, the who, Watchdog. Who, who is that? Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Holger uh, Hol- Holgerson. Dana yeah, okay. Holgerson. I, I've heard that name before. It's been five years, Howard. I was surprised Has that it been it's been that, that no, long. Really? Yeah, this is his fifth uh, fifth season with Houston. Again, 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll have all of that and minute, more. So, Neil Brown has been here for five years? This is his fifth season also, yes. Wow. Okay. All that and more. When I mean more, the pregame starts at 4 o'clock and the postgame, I think it goes into sometime, what, this weekend, Howard. So <laughs> plenty to talk about uh, tonight, the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Houston Cougars. The Mountaineers favored by three points. So that's encouraging. Slider on sports time, 7.56. It is, um, you know, our, our Pine Room pals are playing pickleball. 
They are. The uh, Pickleball, the Pine Room Studios and the Ohio Valley Pickleball Club. I know I'm behind the scenes. I, I know, I know, I know. I am so far behind the times. I am so much an old guy. I still chuckle when I hear pickleball, and yet it is probably the fastest growing thing around here. It right? really is. You got your golf clubs, you got your tennis clubs, now you got your pickle clubs. The Ohio Valley Pickleball Club and our buddies in the Pine Room Studios are hosting the first annual Blazing Paddles Pickleball Classic at the Ogilvy Pickleball Courts on Sunday, October the 22nd. $45 a person, 90 per team. Spots are left for both the novices and those who are better than that. Uh, each individual that enters the tournament gets a T-shirt, food voucher, and three guaranteed matches. So you get to play at least three matches uh, in the Classic. To sign up, go to the Pine Room Studios social media account, at the Pine Room Studios, at the Pine Room Studios, and there they have a link to the bio and to the event page, and you can uh, register there. But the Pine Room Studios, the Ohio Valley Pickleball Club, hosting the first annual Blazing Paddles Pickleball Classic. Let me ask a question. Sure. Where do these guys find time to do everything they do? It, that's amazing because, uh, you know, they have other jobs. They actually work. <laughs> they, they actually work. They just too. don't hang out here at the radio station like, well, like you and I do, like Howard. Do. <laughs> they actually make a live in other places, and they come here, and they broadcast uh, a couple times a week here with us on the Watchdog Network. And 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 they you know they they do their pine they do their their actual podcasts yes uh, video casts that they make you can watch those online remotes they, have, they just don't come they, in here and sit down no yeah, they're yeah, out there hustling know, unlike us we just sit here in the morning and uh, make a mess in the studio no they go out and make a mess nah, in the they, real world they're out there doing it <laughs> they go out and do things in fact speaking of that the Pine Room Boys will be at Gumby's in the Moundsville area this coming weekend this Friday tomorrow. It's the Gumby's South. There's two Gumby's in Moundsville. This will be the one further out of town, you know, on Route 2, right when you're leaving Moundsville. It's uh, down there by the DMV. It's on the right-hand side. It's a really big, nice place. Uh, Gumby's, we're going to call it Moundsville South, Howard. All right, Gumby South. That's where the Pine Room podcast will be uh, tomorrow from noon until 3. Please go down, say hello, honk your horn. quack at them whatever it is you want to do discounts uh, giveaways all kinds of good stuff that's tomorrow the pine room uh, podcast live from gumby's moundsville south um that'll be ahead of the john marshall game tomorrow night brooke coming into town to play with the monarchs at uh, that's right on wvly and uh, central is um they travel across the river to martin's ferry you can catch that game on wkkx again seven o'clock kickoff all of that is tomorrow night tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night on football friday here on the watchdog radio network uh, I've got a couple of texts about the lottery. I'll get to those in a minute or two. And then uh, Rick Healy and Sarah Woodshaw will be here with us in the next hour of the show. Uh, a lot of stuff I want to talk to them about. But listen, what do you want to ask the Milesville manager or mayor about? Text me and tell me what it is, 304-214-1600. Uh, unless you're crude and rude, I will take your question. I will make sure that it gets answered or at least gets asked of our guests. They're coming in next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Later on, we'll take a look at... Uh, uh, campaign finance numbers for the gubernatorial candidates in West Virginia. And I have a, 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 a piece of information that may explain why, even with all his financial troubles, Governor Justice still has a high popularity rating. All of that coming up. It's 8 o'clock and ABC covers the world now. The Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. 
I'm Derek Dennis. 25 Americans now dead and counting in the war between Israel and Hamas. That number among the 1,200 people killed overall in Israel and about